In the name of the one holy and undivided Trinity. Amen. You may be seated. It is a busy time and a busy season in the life of the church right now. As the season of Advent preparation approaches in a few short weeks, the church is currently in a season of reflection. Today, October 30th, many of our Lutheran brothers and sisters are celebrating Reformation Day as they remember Martin Luther nailing his 95 theses to the castle door in Wittenberg, Germany in 1517. This week we will also celebrate All Saints Day with our Montgomery Convocation and our annual Evensong service on Tuesday evening. And many in the Latino and Latina community especially will begin the celebration of Dios de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead, that transcends All Hallows' Eve, All Saints, and concludes on November 2nd with All Souls' Day. In seminary, one of our required courses was titled Encuentro, which is Spanish for Encounter. It was an immersion course in Latino culture in which we studied the history and culture of this growing part of our community, it was led by faculty members who are a part of this community. And it was enhanced by the fact that several of my classmates were a part of this community as well. It offered a wonderful insight into the culture of the Latino community. And in the midst of this course and the work we were doing, Disney's animated movie Coco was released. Several of us, including one of my Latino classmates, all went one afternoon to watch the movie together that highlighted this celebration of Dios de los Muertos. And per my friend, the movie did a remarkable job of explaining this celebration that is important to Central and Latin American culture. The focus of Dios de los Muertos is to remember and to welcome back the souls of the deceased. Families will set up in their homes or in various places. These things called ofrendas, which are home altars, can be quite elaborate at times. These places where family members can place items for the dead to welcome them back. One of the themes in the movie is that those who occupy this realm of the dead only exist because they are remembered. They are called out by those who love them. This morning in our gospel reading, we hear the story of Zacchaeus and Jesus as he makes his way through Jericho. We all remember that song from Sunday school, or at least the first line. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. As we have grown up hearing this song or this story, we have been preconditioned to understand Zacchaeus as a man, small in stature, to be short, and to be considered a rather unsavory character, being a tax collector, someone we think of as taking advantage of his own people. 
But like with many things and persons, maybe our first impression is not always correct. Maybe there is a different way to look at this story. We first of all need to begin simply by asking what does the text actually say to us? It says that Zacchaeus was a ruler among the tax collectors, that he was rich, and that he humbles himself by being willing to climb up in a tree, and that Jesus goes to stay with him in his house. Now, while at first we want to vilify Zacchaeus, it is interesting to note that his name comes from the Hebrew for righteous or upright. What if his desire is to give to the poor? What if his desire is to offer from his abundance rather than an act of repentance? After all, the scripture does say, if he has defrauded anyone, not all those I have defrauded. Again, Zacchaeus does not repent, but seems to be making the case that he has been incorrectly judged as sinful. And offering half of what he owns and four times what he took, if he had defrauded anyone, he would be making amends per the prescription found in Exodus, which states that a thief shall pay five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. Jesus, again, goes against the social norms and invites himself into Zacchaeus' home. I have read that God's judgment of us is his relentless pursuit of us in love. How does this pursuit of you and me look today? This morning, we get to baptize young Josephine. And we get to welcome her into our Lord's church and into his community of believers. And we will all promise to lift her up and support her on her spiritual journey. But like Rowan Williams, the former Archbishop of Canterbury says, her creation does not stop at her birth. It continues. It continues with her baptism this morning and with all those whom she will come into contact with throughout her life. And that we all are continuously being created by the people we meet and interact with throughout our lives. In the movie Coco, the main character who at first transcends this world of the living to enter the realm of the deceased does so that he can serve his own desires. But in the end, learns that it is through helping others that he can restore his relationship with his family. Maybe this is the desire of Zacchaeus. Maybe the weeness of Zacchaeus that we sing of in that Sunday school song is not so much about his stature, but rather about his humility. He simply wanted to see Jesus, yet it was Jesus who called him out. It was Jesus who radically invited himself into the life of Zacchaeus. Today is filled with joy because God is at work bringing his kingdom to us. Today he brings us a glimmer of the kingdom in the form of a little girl named Josephine. But who will he bring to us tomorrow? 
How will Jesus radically invite himself into our lives tomorrow? And how will we humble ourselves so that we can continue to be created in our Lord's image? Amen.